0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow Your very own business. This is Trini Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, July 16, 2018. And as always, bringing you so much inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what? A huge success. Well, hello, everyone. It is certainly a glorious Monday. And I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and, of course, that you took some time to joy pamper yourself. You took some time on Sunday to look at all of your tasks that needed to be done and make sure that they are coinciding with the overall goals that you would like to accomplish by week end. Now, that is a very, very important part of being successful is that as businesswomen, We must learn to become proactive. And, you know, I'll be transparent here and just say, you know, uh, procrastination is something that has just always been a habit that I have never been able to 100% eliminate. And, of course, as I have different things that pop up in my life, urgencies, a lot of uh, other different things, uh, personally, I've noticed that that procrastination habit, will then kick back in. And so it's not something, of course, that I want to keep happening. And so in order to keep it at bay, to keep it in control, and to let it know that I am in control, I make sure that I try my very best to be as profitable. Now, that's, gonna, that's hard for a lot of us who are used to waiting until that last minute so we can get that adrenaline going, get that kick going and 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 kick gear into that last minute mode, which you know, you can do an incredible amount of things when you when you're up under pressure, but we shouldn't want to work in that pressure mode because being in that pressure mode does not help us at all. It really does not. So I want to remind everyone that the goal here is to become a proactive businesswoman. A businesswoman that is ready to take charge and take lead of her company, do things ahead of time and prepare ahead of time so that, at, so that she is ready for any challenge, any obstacle that is going to come her way. And that is so very, very important. We've got a great show lined up for you today. I want to pre, uh, just, just really preempt and say that the show will only be 30 minutes today, but trust me, it is going to be packed full of information for you. Of course, we're going to have an excerpt for you from our book, Little Black Book of Connections. Um, 6.5 Aspects for Networking Your Way to Rich Relationships. And, of course, this is by author Jeffrey Gittimer, one of uh, of the business world's best-selling authors. He's very good at what he does and being able to um, concisely tell you how to do something business-wise, and he puts them normally, puts all of this information normally into small books or pocketbooks that are very, very useful. And so this book, of course, Little Black Book of Connections, one of my favorite, favorite books Okay, so we're going to be reading from that, and then of course I'm going to give you um, the five ways to generate cash in 2018. Those questions are pivotal; they're the foundation for you creating your success. Um, and I want you guys to really take them to heart when you hear them, and really take that me time to ask yourself how you can um, better implement the answers that you get to, uh, that you give yourself for these particular questions, okay? And then, of course, our theme all of this month, during the month of July, um, I'm so excited, is word-of-mouth marketing. And, um, of course, today we're going to be talking about something just a little bit different as it pertains to word-of-mouth marketing. I'm going to share with you how to create some events, powerful events, uh, private events, by the way, that can really strengthen your word-of-mouth marketing plan or strategy. And so I'm going to go over those uh, particular types of events a little bit later on um, in the show. And again, for those of you who have just joined us, you're listening to No Other Than Successful Woman Radio. I'm Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. And uh, it is indeed 12.05 after the hour. And so I'm going to go ahead and move right into the five questions you need to know to generate cash in 2018. Let's start with question number one. What must I do to achieve my sales goals this week? Again, what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week? Um, You know, what's really important about this question is that it really is a question that belongs to a subset of questions pertaining to sales goals. You see, you should plan your sales goals at the beginning of the year or Really, every August, September time frame, you should start preparing for your strategy, your strategic plan for the following year. And it is in that strategic plan that you want to set your sales goals. Then you can take that figure and you can break it down by quarter, by month, and by week and know exactly how many clients you need to have in order to meet your sales goals And also, it will help you to determine what type of marketing you need to do, and it will help you to set your marketing budget as well. Here's question number two. Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system? Number three, have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or products? Of course, again, this is very, very important. Three new people every day uh, can come from different sources. It can come from people that you may have met at the previous night's networking event or a networking event the previous week. Uh, it can come from your contacts in your social media, all of those friends uh, who like you on the various social media platforms. It can come from individuals who have filled out a form on your website requesting more information. Or it can come from you actually researching on Google to meet different types of people. Um, and this is especially true when you're a business to business service or product, going on Google to meet, uh, to, to plug in different types of people who may be in different industries or there is different characteristics about them that you may be able to include in a keyword or keyword phrase in Google and pull them up in a different region, a different city, what have you. So, again, you have to get creative when you're talking about three new people daily, uh, but remember, this helps you to fulfill your goal of keeping marketing priority uh, as the CEO of your company. And then number four, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this? You have multiple goals as a business that need to happen, um, and I, I know this all too well as a business owner myself, but there are goals specifically that have to happen on Friday to keep you on track. What are those goals? And whatever those goals are, you need to make sure that you have not only identified them, but identified the profit tasks associated with them so that you can get the goals accomplished. The goals can't get accomplished until the tasks are completed, right? And this is why I say that every Sunday evening you definitely need to make sure that you are opening up your calendar, that you're looking at what you have coming up, And you're also looking at the tasks that need to be completed for the week, making sure that they are in alignment with the goals that you're trying to accomplish for the week, okay? And you're also wanting to make sure that there are activities all on your calendar that are pushing you towards accomplishing your goal. If not, you seriously have to look at eliminating those activities or rescheduling. Now, of course, there is an exception to every rule, and so it is with doctor's appointments, things that you just have to get done the kids, but then there are also some things like club activity, uh, different activities um, at church, perhaps, different things, uh, meetings or dinner meetings or dinner parties or different things that really are not detaining to you accomplishing your goals for the week. And you have to seriously look at if that is impeding on the time you should be spending with your business. Again, remember, as the business owner, it's our responsibility to, to make sure the business is at a high peak in performance, and that is going to require us to sometimes uh, eliminate activities, postpone the other things that we want to do. Um, I, I love this uh, saying because my grandmother always shared it with me, and so again, she, she told me, you cannot say yes to every good thing. You just cannot say yes to every good thing. So I want to remind you of that, and um, I want you to understand the importance, the, the big importance of you setting your goals and staying on target and being structured and strict uh, to make it happen. And last but not least, in the five questions to generate cash in 2018, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Um, this question is so very, very important. As a matter of fact, it sparked me to do a whole month where we talked nothing about but about leadership, and you can go to womenaboutbears.net Click on podcast and listen to all of our previous broadcasts last month about leadership and play catch-up. It was a great series. We had an awesome amount of responses of people saying how much that series meant to them for leadership. So make sure you go and check it out. Remember, ladies, at the end of the day, you are the one with the power to create your streams of abundance, and it always begins with you taking swift, and immediate action. Again, for those of you that have just tuned in, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show with me, Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. Well, I want to go ahead and go right into our book club book of the month, which is the Little Black Book of Connections. This book is just chalked full of great wisdom and information to help you really get out there and start properly networking with other individuals, okay? Um, I want to go ahead and read from uh, Chapter 2, and for those of you that have the book and are following along, uh, you can go to page 57. The author is talking about universal truth of connecting, and he says, before you can get what you want, you have to know what you want and make a game plan to get it. He says, first create a what I want document, a page or two about what you really want in life, success, fulfillment, and achievement. Then make a list of the people you know who might potentially help you. Finally, make a list of people you want to meet that will help you to get what you want and who you already know that might help you get to them. After you figure out what you already have in your human capital asset base, you have to make the rest happen for yourself. Now, it's time to make a plan, he says, a game plan, a plan of action, action that you must take to make your wants turn into reality. The author goes on to say your game plan must contain actions for meeting people on your own and arranging third-party introductions. It must also be a plan for getting others to call you. This takes a lot more work, but it's worthwhile if you're willing to make the effort. He says, ask that three. What do I do? He says, think before you act, then act. Two, he says, Houston, we have contact. Preparing to connect with aliens. Three, having the courage to connect. Four, the part you have to get over. Five, go slow become friends. And then six the how-to of networking, the 6.5 networking success fundamentals. See, so he's going to share all of that with you in this particular chapter. Seven, don't slobber, the rule of drool, how to meet an important person, how do I develop a 30-second commercial, and the reverse personal commercial. And then, of course, he's going to be sharing personal information leads to a relationship, a lot of sales, networking, not working, try smart working, and then turning contacts into relationships. Now, I'm not going to be able to read all of this. Of course, this is why it's so important to have your own personal copy of of the books we feature in in our book club because then you can go back and you can really gain wisdom from them when you read them over again. So I'm going to start with think before you act, which is one of the assets he talks about. He says, think of the people that you've known for 10 or 20 years. Think of how valuable they are to your success in your career and your success in life. Now think about your trusted advisors. Take the thought deeper as to how you connected with them. If some of them are relatives or even parents, that's a familial connection. But others are those whom you have met along the way that you have somehow associated with a point where your life would be less, maybe significantly less, without that. End result will benefit both of you. You'll make the connections that you want and the success that accompanies this process. And refer to this book and to many others. Maybe even take the online course that accompanies it or purchase the iPod download. So he's just sharing a little bit about what you might want to do as you look at really implementing these particular assets, okay? He says, the universal truth of connect, of connecting Houston, we have contact, preparing to connect with the aliens. He says, for more than 40 years, Charlie Tremendous Jones has espoused his legendary quote, the only difference between where you are right now and where you'll be next year at the same time are the people you meet and the books you read. Think about that for just a minute, and then think about what books you intend to read this year and what people are on your must-meet list this year. Want to make a bet? I'll bet you don't have either list. Now, I know for many people this is true. How many of you actually have a, a list of people you want to meet and a list of books you want to read? He says, most people don't. Want to make a bet, he says. I'll bet you don't have either list. How about making that list right now? And so for for those of you who are listening, listening, as you are listening to this excerpt, you may want to make a list of a few people that you've always wanted to meet or books that you've wanted to read. Now, that's out of the way he says, one small item remains is doing it. He says, in my experience, doing it is something that most people are going to do as soon as they can get around to it or find the time to do it what a bunch of crap that is, he says. For any one of a number of stupid reasons, people, not you, of course, preclude their own success by justifying their lack of action or at least a delay in it. I often wonder if one of these people were having a heart attack, would they say, I'll get to the hospital as soon as I can get around it. And so again, he's saying that you have to really attack connecting with other people and expanding your network by taking action. And, of course, action is the key word here because that goes with everything that you do as a leader in your business, right? So very, very important. And then he goes on to talk about having the courage to connect. He says, within the next three years, I'll be writing a book called Sales Balls, clearly part of the answer for what's needed to make connections. In order for you to become more successful, in order for you to achieve your goals, he says, and aspirations, in order for you to be able to fulfill your dreams, you have to be a person of action. Part of that action is your courage your focus your determination and your ability to connect with others and engage them in a way that they will want to connect back with you he says most people who are afraid to connect or are or are reluctant to connect are that way for four reasons they're unprepared they have fear of rejection they have limited self-image or they have low self-esteem and then of course, He talks about those four reasons why so many people do not connect with others. And he says it's best best described as the nervousness you feel when going in front of a group to give a talk or going into a test where you haven't studied properly. The best way to overcome this flaw is to dedicate time and literally make appointments with yourself to prepare. There's that proactivity again, right? Set aside more than enough time than you need and try to picture yourself already in the circumstance. Fear of rejection is the second reason why he says most people don't connect. Fear of rejection, he says, is a common feeling in everyone. Men are rejected earlier in life than women, predominantly because they get rejected by girls at a young age. Rejection in sales is the biggest reason for quitting. The second reason is poor management. The best way to overcome the fear of rejection is to bask in the joy of acceptance and mentally prepare yourself thinking each person that tells me no gets me closer to the yes. The third reason why most people don't connect, he says, is because of limited self-image. It is I don't see myself as as worthy of meeting these people. I don't see myself as able to connect with them in a way that they would want to connect with me. I don't see myself as running in the same circles as the people I want to meet. I'm not a member of a country club. They are. I don't have my own jet. They do. I don't have celebrity status. They do. Here's the secret he says. Realize that all people are equal. The image that you have of yourself is a mental one. You created it. Maybe it means you have to go out and invest in some image clothing. Maybe it means you have to hang around a better group of people. You didn't lose your image all at once. Neither will you gain it back all at once. It's a slow process that requires both mental and environmental changes. Once you begin to build your own image, your self-confidence will grow right along with it. An easy cure is to write a column or give a speech and picture what you will feel like after it's successfully published or delivered. Think how your image will change when people acknowledge you, congratulate you, and show their appreciation for you. Okay, Okay. and then, of course, he goes on to talk about low self-esteem. He says, a low self-esteem is I don't think too much of myself. I may not even like myself, and this feeling comes about typically, again, from environmental circumstances as you have matured. Someone telling you that you're stupid or someone telling you that you're ugly and you being foolish enough to believe them. Parents in an emotional moment may have told you that you'll never amount to anything or in some way may have discouraged you from your dreams or goals of achievement. The best answer for this solution and this situation is to change your environment first Find supporters, find cheerleaders, find friends who love you for who you are and who, you, who will encourage you to live your dream. Any of the above circumstances will require consistent hard work and dedication. But he says, here's the good news. Courage is a self-inflicted quality that gains momentum every time you try it think about learning to swim. At first you're scared, then you jump into the pool, then you flail your arms, then eventually you begin to swim. And by the end of the day or by the end of the week, you're diving off the diving board head first into the pool of self-confidence. Well, it's the same way when you learn to ride a bike or do anything else that requires effort. And he says, the part you have to get over is the biggest barrier in making connection is your mental state of fear, fighting against determination. Fear will manifest itself in the form of procrastination. You'll put it off and put it off until you're hunting and hurting, and then you may take some action. And so, again, the author wants to point out to you that connecting with other people should be a natural habit that you develop and that if you have hurdles in the way, things that have stemmed in particular from your own self that you need to deal with, then you need to take action right away and move with momentum on those things. And speaking of connections, as you know, this this topic, the book topic is very pertinent to what we're talking about all this month, which is word of mouth marketing, because you can't be shy, you can't You can't keep allowing fear to get in your way when you're trying to do word-of-mouth marketing. Now, keep in mind, about today, uh, how to use private events to strengthen your word-of-mouth marketing. Keep in mind that word-of-mouth marketing does just not mean telling someone and then they are spreading the word and then you leaving it alone. That's not what it means at all. Word-of-mouth marketing can come in different forms in this 21st century. It can come in the form of you emailing a, a, a positive email that's call, calling it to action and getting people to spread the news. It could be social media. It could be one-on-one um, meetings. It could be uh, you speaking in front of a group. It could be you asking someone, specifically to spread the word. So word of mouth means a lot of things. So don't get yourself into a box thinking that it's only one or two things, okay? Because word of mouth is the ability to spread the information or news about your business, okay, through several methods or techniques in which other people are going to then spread it out for you, okay? They're going to share that information For you. So let's go ahead and talk about some private events that you can create that not only will get people wanting to come, but it will help you with your word of mouth strategy. Okay? So if you'll remember, one of the biggest things that has to happen, people wanting to share the information is that they must perceive that it's a value. They, they must get excited about it and want to share it with other people. And so one of the ways to make that happen is through memorable private events. Now, the first private event that I haven't done in a while and I'm planning on doing that in the next month or so is a private networking dinner party, okay? Now, what you don't want to do is you don't want to invite people Whose businesses are in competition with one another, strongly competitive. Okay, soft competition might mean that they have the same customer but not do the same thing, right? But you don't want to invite anyone to a small dinner party that has the they do the same thing and they're in competition. Okay, Um, it doesn't mean that they are in the exact same. They don't have the exact same company name but they do the exact same thing or about the same thing. So you want to be careful about that. But small business parties are something that are quite effective. And what you do is you want to invite five to seven individuals for a private networking dinner. You don't have to necessarily pay for the whole thing. If it's in your budget, it would be great. If not, you invite them and let them know how much the dinner is going to cost and send them the menu ahead of time so they'll know what kind of budget they need to set. But a private dinner function puts you completely in control of that night's conversation and that night's agenda, right? So when you have a private networking dinner, you want to let them know right away that what the purpose of it is for. The purpose of it is so that they can network with other individuals who have been invited and that also so that they can learn about new products or services that are coming up in your company and how uh, they might be interested as well in being a referral partner. So you want to be very clear about it. And then, of course, you always want to accentuate and stress the point that they're going to have the opportunity to share and network about their business as well and meet other people that they may not know at that particular dinner party. Now, to make this party go off good, you really need to plan it out about 30 days. You already need to have the location and all of the information out and ready to send in one email. Um, You can use Eventbrite. You can use um, another event software so that people can register an RSVP, right? Um, And so that they are serious, you may want to charge a nominal fee like 5 or $10, which you can then take and use uh, towards purchasing hors d'oeuvres for the group. So that's something that you may want to do. So again, um, I want to make sure that you understand and that you know how important it is for you to plan out 30 days ahead. So Um, so that you can set up at least three to four reminders that they need to RSVP. uh, And you want to set a deadline. And I would say that you want to set a deadline at least maybe a week before the event or two weeks before because you're only going to invite five to seven people, so if someone has to bail out, you need to replace them. Because you want to have at least a good number of people around the table, right, uh, when you're inviting people to this particular event, you also want to definitely think about um, how these people can connect and how they could be useful for one another. So, for example, if you buy, invite someone in, that's in real estate, you definitely would want to invite maybe a mortgage broker that they may not know, right? Or a loan or uh, originator, someone that they could do business with, or someone that does welcome baskets for neighborhoods. So, again. Um, You want to make sure that everything is relevant. If you invite uh, a bookkeeper, then you definitely might want to invite a, a tax preparer. So, again, you want to invite people that are relevant. They need to be relevant to your business, and you want to, as much as you can, make them relevant towards one another. Now, one of the things that you want to do at this networking event that you have, if we're talking about a private networking um, party so that you can strengthen your word-of-mouth marketing, is you want to have a point sheet about your business and about some of the things that um, people might be interested in referring others for. And if you already have a referral system, then you may want to put that on the point sheet as well. Um, So that's very, very important. And you want to, up front, you want to give everybody at the table a chance to introduce themselves and exchange business cards and say what they do. You really want to speak last. So, what you may want to do is, as they are getting their food, you may want to speak while they are eating um, so that you have their undivided attention. They're eating, but they're also able to give you that attention. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about a private networking dinner party. So think about that. Now, you can have it at your home, uh, which really can make it very, very intimate, or um, you can have it at a quaint restaurant. It's up to you. The next type of event is hosting a private networking function where you are inviting anywhere between 25 to 50 people. Um, this might be current customers. This may be individuals that you've met from other networking events that had a good vibe, that had great energy. Um, normally, most people aren't able to do something like this until probably, I would say, good amount of networking events and you have really built up your contact list, and you'd really know who the individuals are that really have great energy for networking events, okay? Uh, In the private networking event, you definitely um, give people opportunities to share with each other. Towards uh, towards the middle or end of the event, uh, of course, you want to give what I would call just a quick, short presentation maybe on, um, you know, seven ways to be incredibly successful, something that gets them very interested, and then give them a handout of the seven ways. But, but you may want to host a private networking event maybe quarterly. This is something that you don't advertise. And when you host private things, um, people get more excited because they then realize that they are privy, they are in the privy group, they are being chosen or selected, and so they're more apt to come than none, right? And then last but not least, when we're talking about private events or functions that you can actually create uh, to get people to refer more individuals to you is the one-on-one networking uh, meeting. Now, the one-on-one networking meeting can be a dinner meeting, a lunch meeting, or a breakfast meeting. But the one thing that has to always be clear when, whenever you are doing any of these private events, is set state up front what people should expect when they get there, right? So when you do that private one-on-one networking event, you want to say to the other person, "Let's connect and have a, uh, a meeting, or let me treat you out to dinner or to lunch or breakfast or what have you, so that we can both exchange what we do and how we may be able to refer to one another." Um, that's so very, very important because that will pique the interest of the other person and that will get them very, very interested. So, again, we've talked about the private networking dinner party. We've talked about the private networking event where you're inviting more people. Uh, and we've talked about the private one-on-one meeting, which can be breakfast, lunch, dinner, coffee, or tea, but usually it is done in a live mode. So I hope that you have gotten something from um, today's presentation on um, how to use private events to strengthen your word-of-mouth marketing. And remember, that word-of-mouth and strengthening your word-of-mouth marketing is coming from you having their undivided attention at your own private events, right? And that's what makes the difference. I hope that you have so much enjoyed today's show. Stay tuned for next Monday as we continue to talk about our theme, word-of-mouth marketing. I hope that you have a joyous, April productive, and an abundant week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.